The following is a presentation of the incredible and Black Hollywood Live Networks. The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. Hey everyone, you're watching Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. I am your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me is Jessica King. Hello. Our very special guest today is one of the most sought-after producers, directors. He's also the president and partner of Tri-Destined Studios. Trey Haley is with us today. Thank you very much. How you doing, man? Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you for coming in. You are a busy, busy man. Hey, man, you know what? Really blessed to be able to do what we love to do out here, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have uh, got a, a really amazing story after we were doing some research on you and just uh, how you kind of started off in the business. I know you formerly are, you went to the University of North Texas, correct? Absolutely. And you studied radio, television, and film. Yeah, it was a degree. It's called radio, television, film. Okay. It's a typical communications degree. Sometimes it says communications, sometimes it's radio, television, film. Mm -hmm. But it's all the same thing, basically. Now, at that time, at, since a, at a young age, did you know that you were going to follow the path that you have today? Yeah, you know, um, I always kind of knew I was going to be in the entertainment business through high school, and I thought I actually was going to be in the music business. And then um, more and more I was around some friends that were in acting, and, you know, I was reading scripts with them and giving them direction, even though I was giving them direction, mm -hmm. you know, and it, loving certain kind of films that I was watching, you know, even from, like, you know, obviously Spike Lee and seeing movies like Boomerang and, believe it or not, like movies like even, um, you know, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Those were movies that were just like, they just stuck with me. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. Just different things when you see audience reactions to things. And, you know, when you see images like in Boomerang or certain movies like that, did you see the impact of how people see themselves in a different kind of way, you know? Those are kind of movies that kind of inspired me to get into it. And, when I was at the University of North Texas, I uh, did an internship that ended up turning into a job uh, as a cable programmer at this cable company. And that's when I, it really all came together for me, you know, when I was editing there, shooting my own stuff. As a cable programmer, at the end of the night, I had all this equipment to me, in front of me. So as I was, after I finished studying, I was like, man, let me take advantage of all this equipment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And man, I stayed up till 3, 4 o'clock at night sometimes, and I'm like wide awake. Then I knew this is what I wanted to do, so. That's so kinda, cool. That's what a great the, opportunity. Yeah, that was kind of the beginning. It was the passion right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, after college, you took your career to Los Angeles, where absolutely. we are now. But, you know, Hollywood is so saturated with more and more people moving here each day. How did you manage to stay positive and optimistic and stand out from the crowd? Wow. Um, you know, when I moved to L.A., <laughs> my dad is an attorney, and, you know, he always he said, when you don't know anybody in Los Angeles, how are you going to do this, you know? And literally, I really didn't have any relationships here when I first moved here. It was just kind of like I saw that sign, that Hollywood sign, and I knew this was the first step, you know? And <laughs> that dream. <laughs> right. But, I, you know, I just came here. I got a job. And, you know, I met just putting it out there. I just figured along the way, I figured it out, meeting people, um, went to a couple of film festivals. I, I even took a couple of classes at some local film schools out here just to decide, you know, it's like, 
let me just figure out where the people are and mm -hmm. kind of navigate from there. And, uh, you know, I was at this thing called Doughboys Dozens. It was out here a long time ago. And there I met my business partner, Indy Brown, uh, and a couple of friends that were just doing some acting things. With You know, I would take a camera. They were shooting. They would be the actors in it. And that's just kind of the start of it, you know. And from there, I end up getting a my first opportunity to be on a set of a music video with Darren Grant was doing this video with um, he was doing this video I forgot the artist right now but um, he was doing this art video and I just kind of doing some extra work figured yeah. I'd just be on the set mm -hmm. I shouldn't forget this but it was Brian McKnight's video so Brian um, McKnight yeah and I Love snuck behind the these seats and just introduced myself to Darren and you know he gave me an opportunity he said you know what I'm kind of busy right now but you seem like a nice guy afterwards come to the trailer and I'll kind of give you some breakdown of how you can maybe kind of get navigate your way through this business oh, wow. the next week he said this is what you should do I'm gonna give you a job as an uh, intern on my next video next week really you want to meet the producers me I do a couple of videos here and there and here and there but the producers will always hire you and that's kind of how you know you get in there and you just work it mm -hmm. they if they see you doing your thing and the next week I was there and from there, I, I mean, it was kind of strange. Like, you know, six months later, I'm working, now consistently working in the business. Wow. And then you've kind of seen both sides because you, you worked, as you were mentioning, in the music directing portion of the business, and then now you're films and big productions. Right. What are the similarities and differences for you, as you since you've kind of experienced both of those? Yeah, you know, and I thought that was going to be my breakthrough because I saw everybody coming. As a director, it seemed like everybody was coming through the music video world. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, oh, this must be the path, the way to get, you know, just my limited knowledge of how to break through the industry. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the difference is, you know, as I was working with around Darren and all the producers in that world, you know, I really just found that everybody has to make their own path. You got to yeah. find your own way. Don't don't get stuck into formulas that you see out there that, you know, sometimes it works, but sometimes you make your own path. And really what ended up happening is myself and Indy, my business partner, we end up getting some funds to buy our own camera. I have an editing background, so I was editing stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, let's just shoot a film. We got some friends together, and we shot our first film. It's called Room for Seven. And uh, that was the first film, you know? And, and even Darren was like, how you shoot a movie before I shot a film? You know, <laughs> you know, you're doing the big Beyonce videos, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was just trying to figure it out, you know? And then at the same time where we were doing that, I, was I did an internship at Morgan Freeman's company oh, wow. and that gave me a good inside look on how movie companies kind of are structured and I was doing coverage at the same time answering telephones you know what I'm saying yeah. so but it gave me a good inside look they had a great internship program because every week or so they would even sit you down in a room and give you like if you had questions about the industry they would kind of break down certain things pre-production production how to pitch all this kind of stuff, so that was really helpful as well. So, And would you suggest to someone who is listening or, or watching us right now that they should, if they want to break into this business, that they should start off in an internship to kind of get their, get their skills together? Absolutely. I mean, find an internship where you find that it's not just picking up phones. Like, these people are really involved. Like, a smaller niche production company like them, I mean, they were doing big films, but it still was, you know, in the end of the day, it was like seven, eight people in the room. Yeah. Versus working at a big studio sometimes where, you know, you just kind of get lost in the room. You're just one of the hundred of guys in there or girls, you know what I'm saying? So I find, I'd say find a niche, find somebody that, you know, you feel like you'd be passionate about. Like they seem like 
they have an internship program that they care about it, about what you, you know, your goals looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely how they, and, and, and believe it or not, you know, you say breaking in. The way I end up getting that job is because I was doing that stuff with the music videos, but I knew I was like, there's got to be something else. I got to get on these lots, got to move these movies. So I took a job as a, cur a courier. And I figured a courier job would get me in the, on the lot, mm -hmm. you know. Smart. And it, and, and it worked out. But they have, you know, the courier jobs, they have the shirts and a certain look that you go in so you know it's a courier. Right. What I would do is um, take, I would go in and get my stuff. I worked on the Fox lot in the Century City area. Mm -hmm. But when I left, when I got all the scripts and everything I had to drop off, I change up, put my button-up shirt on, and change up my whole look. So when I'm going in there, they think people just thought I was just working there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then they come to find out, hey, you're the courier, okay, you know. But that kind of turned into an internship because mm. somebody gave me a list of internships that happened throughout the industry. Oh. Like a, a, I think it was like an insider type of list because it was kind of vetted. If mm. you knew this list, more than likely these guys are okay or ladies or gym, you know, so whatever. So. It just kind of happened to work out that way. You know, you just got to, like I said, you got to work your own magic and figure out how to, if you, you got to do something different. If you do the same thing, you're going to get the same results, right. you know. So you'll, you'll be very frustrated. I mean, you got to have a lot of faith and you got to really believe in it and not think that it's just going to happen overnight. For some it does, but, but I don't think anybody, when it, even when it happens overnight, somebody put in a lot of work for when it did happen quicker than the average, something there some work was put in at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you've had several mentors. What, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from them that helped you to become as successful as you are today? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, you know, watching people, some of the bigger mentors, you know, mentorship comes through a lot of ways, you know. So I read a lot of books. And so when I read books like, um, there's a book by you know, Quincy Jones. I read his autobiography, and that was more inspirational for me in a lot of ways than anything else because when you see a person fight yeah. from where they came from to get to where they had and break all these doors, and they had nothing, you know, they were the, what they had to go through to get there. And I'm thinking to myself, I never even had this much, so I should yeah. have to complain yep. about what I'm yeah. going through because these people broke down so many more doors than I did to get here. So when I read their stories about consistency, overcoming, dedication, just 100% believing in what they do, those are the moments for me that are inspiring. People closer to me, you know, you know, luckily my family was involved and my dad is an inspiration from afar because to see him go after his dreams as well and not have much to help him get there, that was inspirational. But in, in the industry, personally, just, you know, watching, um, you know, I've had just, I just take the lessons of watching from afar yeah. and doing my best to watch and learn. You know, I've been told, you know, make sure, take away the no. You mm. know, remove the no. Remove the no. When you go into a meeting, when you have a room, if you walk in there and you have a, if you're going to, if there's a no that's possibly in there, figure out how to remove it so that they don't say no. You know, yeah. right. um, give them the best presentation possible, you know. Uh, I, uh, I had a chance to work with Michael Phillips uh, pitching this project, The Flamingo Kid, you know, and I just called him. I just called. And he answered. <laughs> That's His <simple>. assistant <laughs> answered, and I just took a chance on it, you know. And 
I don't know if that'll happen all the time for everybody, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's just being bold and not no removing the fear. Yeah. And not being worried about oh, well, somebody's gonna take your idea or whatever. You know, sometimes you just have to go for it. Yeah. You know, and because you'll end up being in the same place. If they say no, if they end up saying you're still back at the same place where you started. That's true. You, right? Nothing right. lost. Yeah. Right. But I just took all the gifts and talents that I know of at this point, you know, <laughs> and I put a visual together and I walked in that room with him and I put a whole concept together. And next thing you know, I was, the, this was my first pitch along all the studios. We went around and it was incredible. You know, it's just, but you just, you use everything. Yeah. And you, you use everything that you have to present to people, you know, and that's just kind of, it's just been really, it's really worked out, you know. Yeah. And with you saying you use everything, you have both the directing and producing experience. Yeah. You know, what is the difference between the two for someone who may not know? Because a lot of right. times you look on IMDb or you, you look at people's credits and always, a lot of times it says director or producer, but what's the difference of the two? With right, you? right. So, you know, at our company, you know, I'm, as a president, I'm more of the networker guy, you know, meetings and kind of the startup phase behind the scenes. So as a, there's several levels of producing. So there's the producers who just, they get things set up. You know, there's those producers. They just go in meetings, they get a, a deal put together, and then they move on to the next deal. And they get a producer credit. But um, my business partner, Indy Brown, at our company, she's like the producer where it's like she's doing the budgets. And mm -hmm. she's actually hands-on putting the project together you know and she's our CEO of our company and mm -hmm. you, you met you yeah. before and then there's Veronica who is also a producer but she's more of a creative producer as well and you know she's great with the the sag the putting all the like she comes in between the creative and the and the business mm -hmm. you know so producing is all of the fast I mean you have the co-producers you have all these things but producing is really that that level of where you can you come in and you're making the project happen behind the scenes. You're like the, like in sports, the owner of the team. Mm. You know, making sure all of the things, payments, making sure everything is running so the team can play. Yeah. And the director is a lot of like the coach. Okay. You know, putting the plays together so that the team, your actors, quote unquote, the players, are <laughs> doing their thing on the, on the court or in the, you know, on the field. So, director is really over the whole vision of it, making sure you know, but. All at the end of the day, it's a collaboration. You yeah. know, sometimes a producer has creative elements that they help you in, and the best I think the best directors are open to collaboration in a lot of ways because you're more flexible and more people are going to want to work with you. Right. The more you're stuck, there's a lot of successful directors that way as well. But you got to know why everybody just might not want to work with you all the time mm -hmm. because you're just coming in. This is the way it's got to be, and then you just got to be open to the people saying no, possibly to that. They don't want it, you know. So there's flexibility. That's where independent filmmaking come in because you can have your vision, you can stick with it. But you know, like when you're on the studios and stuff like that, when you have a lot of people's hands on to this, they're coming in and bringing you into a project. They're gonna want to have their vision in that as well. So you have to be open and collaborative. So, Collaborations. Yeah. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have that you see between producers and directors? So in directing, the biggest misconception is that you, you're the only voice on the on the uh, <laughs> on the set. You're the, you're the only you know? boss. Yeah, there's like three other, four other people. You have like other people involved, and everybody thinks it's just the director's vision, you know. But in the end of the day, I think why most directors, you, it comes out that way is because they say if the movie goes great, it's great on the director and mm -hmm. the whole team. 
But if the movie does horrible, who directed that movie? You know, they, they don't say who produced it. They say who directed it. Yeah. But and then there's producers. It's a lot of you know. For most most of the time on the producing side, the misconceptions are that you that you can just sit back and do nothing. Yeah. You know, like oh, you know, well I just did something. You know, you really have to analyze. I would say ask people what they did as a mm -hmm. producer, and that'll really give you an, ass an assessment of what they did on the projects that they said they worked on, you know, because some, like I said, some people, they set up the deal. Some people, they actually went in and they're the hands-on, they were there every single day, making yeah. sure they're the nuts and bolts of that movie yeah. and making sure it really goes through, mm -hmm. you know? And some people, they got the distribution for it and they get a producer credit for it. So right. that's still a part of producing, but there's just different elements to mm -hmm. it that you have to just kind of know what it is when you're dealing with people, when they say, they, oh, I'm a producer. Well, what did you what do? Does what mean? did you do? Yeah. Right. What, 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 what did you mean? do on right. the movie? And then that'll kind of layer it out because it, deals have to happen. And yeah. Sometimes you got to give people producer credits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then with this, you started Tridestin Studios, and what was your motivation for starting it? Yeah. Well, the, the motivation was definitely, you know, we look out there and you see a lack of multi-fat um, the. The industry, it just, it was just the projects, the images that were out there. You know, we just wanted to be a company that showcased a diverse amount of it. Make sure we added to the diversity, I yeah. guess, in the industry. So, like, one of our first films was called um, Why Am I Doing This? It, had, it was about a movie with an Asian and a black guy, you know, starring in it. Um, even in some of our movies, you know, we even make sure that if it's a leading cast that's African-American, that our background and everybody, it looks like the real world. Yeah. You know, it's just not like one color to yeah. it. You know, um, the last film, we just did a film um, that we just literally wrapped this week. But you know what, when, when you read, sometimes, you know, writers, when they're writing, they're just writing from w the way they see in it, mm -hmm. you know. But then you come in and you layer it. So you maybe make uh, the lawyer an Asian or a Latino person. You know, sometimes you may not see that all the time. Or you make that, it may have been a white person, but you make it a black person. Mm -hmm. This white person that you would typically think, oh, that's the typical black person, you make it white. You know, you just switch it up a little bit to make it feel different so people see something unique. And it's like, oh, you know what? I never usually see it go that way, you know? Right. Um, and just make sure you're representing everyone. So that, as a company, Tridestin Studios, the goal was to have a place where people could come they could bring projects that they could feel like their voice would be heard. Mm -hmm. They could play a, a place where they feel like they could be seen in, 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 um, and a place where people felt comfortable and good. Like, you know, when we finish it every day, we rap everybody every day, just like a full rap at the end of the show. For, like our actors, they come in, uh, indie sh does, ladies and gentlemen, so-and-so is rap for the day. And they're like, this, this a yell and a scream, so it's like a family, a family environment. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we give, you know, it's just like a, we want to bring that fun and make people feel like, wow, this is what I came here for, and at the same time bring quality projects to the table. So, At what point did you realize that there was a strong lack of diversity in the film industry? Well, you know, it's just, when you see movies like, like I said, Boomerang, and when you see that that's not a common movie that <laughs> yeah. you see, and most of the time it's something that's like a straight, you know, it's hood or it's got, right. um, you know, our, our characters are just, we're educational wise, it doesn't feel like we're educated people or certain things like that mm -hmm. or the women are portrayed a certain kind of way in mm -hmm. a scene and you're just like all the time, it has, it's like almost cookie cutter. Right. That's when you know 
there's a lack because be when you're not when you when it says when this movie ends and you walk out the door you know it's not that it looks like that all the it's no right. one look to everything you know so that's what we just want to do you know create different projects that represent different things like that so when you see it you're like wow you know we did a movie called black coffee and that was what that was about you know you can put messages in your films about empowerment working knowing finding a instead of always working for someone else find a way to work for yourself and yeah. empower yourself mm -hmm. and remove how to remove that fear and we had a character who was dealing with the fear of working for his own self mm. and that you know and then his friend we use coffee but the um the, the director's name is mark harris he really he used the guy was selling coffee okay <laughs> and he was making his cousin was making a lot of money selling coffee but he just couldn't understand why he was doing this you know his his cousin was like what are you talking about I mean, I, you know, I got to get the job, I got to work, I got benefits, and, you know, like, but he was like, but man, you know how much empowering it would be, but those type of storylines to put in there, those words, people hearing that stuff, yeah. you know. It's important. So, some movies have a lot of messages in them, some movies are just straight entertaining, but the, the images that you see, the visuals that you see, you're like, wow, you know, we look great right now, you know, or mm -hmm. I never saw someone portrayed that way, that way or whatever, yeah. you know, so, right. yeah. And then one of your company mottos is actually destined to change the perception of the world, which goes with what you're saying. Yes. How far do you think you've come in fulfilling that motto? You know, I'm feeling very, pretty good about it right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like we're on, we're on path. You're on, and, and ultimately, we want, you know, it's inspiring to walk into this building, you know, and see a place where people are making opportunities and you yeah. guys have everything set up in here. So we want to have something like that as well. We're working on, you know, owning facilities where we can come in. You know, that's what's pretty inspiring to me at the most about Tyler Perry. Yeah. How he has his own facility. Yeah, he's done he it big. He can really make it. He can make his movies or anybody can come to his life and make a film. Right. So Tridestin wants to build something like that here in Los Angeles for ourselves. It's like Raleigh Studios. You can build, you know, just you can start building it up. Right. <laughs> How do you make sure that every decision that your company makes applies to that motto? Well, when a script comes in, and that's where these, you know, internships and different things like that, when we were working at, when I was working at Revelations as an intern, when I read those scripts, it had to meet the motto. It mm -hmm. had to meet what the company represented, what they were looking for. And so the same thing here, and even if we like a story and we're like, wow, this is good, but there's no uh, redemption to it, or there's just, there's certain elements that could, we'll try to add those things mm -hmm. to it to make sure it does, it still fits the motto, right. or the, it fits our brand as a company. And then with this, uh, if someone wanted to follow in your footsteps to being a director owning their own production company, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, the biggest thing I would say, like I said, is, you know, just trust, trust your instincts. Mm. Trust your instincts. And don't be afraid to jump off the ledge and go for it. You know, so many times we, you know, there's the, there's the dream, the, what the thought we have, and then there's the action yeah. to do it, you know. And there, there's like a big divide between the dream and the action for a lot of people because of a lot of things, maybe, you know, how you were raised or whatever the case may be, but in the end of the day, you just, all you have is the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All you have is today. That's all I would say. It's really just going for it and trusting in yourself and believing in yourself, removing, putting, making sure you're around a lot of people who are positive, you know, keep, you got to keep your circles kind of small a little bit, you know, because these people have put things in your ear, ask you all these questions, why, and, and if people are questioning you, you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. You know the dream saying? busters. Right. 
dream busters are kind of good because they let you sometimes know though that you're on the right path right. right because if they're saying oh that's yo i can see that then maybe it's a little it, you know you want you want the positive people around you but you also want to make sure that people are pushing you mm -hmm. and people are encouraging you and and believing in your dream so that's the, another part of it it's just your circle of people around you and writing your goals down every day and just following through with them like the follow through is just inconsistency just con every day doing it like never stop just like I think that's why I use a lot of analogies with athletes because I feel like they in, in a large way we see the quick we can really see how they elevate yeah. mm -hmm. based on their consistent work that's true you know whatever they're doing when we, whatever we see they did like 90 percent more behind the scenes right. to get there you know so it just they just show up and they're great it's the work behind the scenes that really gets them there so yeah what are some of the biggest challenges you and your company have faced with getting projects produced you know what the biggest challenge would be making sure you're working with people um who are who you know stick with their word um you got to know how to find find your way and navigate quickly through mm -hmm. people who are just talking the talk and they're and they're serious right. you know because <laughs> they can waste that can waste a lot of your time you'll think you're getting together putting stuff together and then you put all this work in it and it didn't work out it didn't you work out. Right. And you passed up stuff and you did this and you could have but you know you just got that's that's that comes back to you know sometimes trial and error is the thing you have to go through yeah right to figure it out you know so um those, that's one of the challenges though that we've had uh also you know just funding for projects is a tough thing for people you know and but this is where it comes back to consistency once you get an opportunity take advantage of it the most you can by promoting the you know twitter facebook whatever you can and make people know about that thing because that's the opportunity right there for everybody mm -hmm. to know and so many people i'll say this they're worrying about the five to ten million dollar movie i got this big film 2030 and they're waiting around for that and then uh, opportunity maybe you know maybe only three hundred thousand and uh, i can't do that that's too small i'm gonna do the 10 wait well you're waiting while you're waiting and you just passed up an opportunity to show somebody right now what you could do yeah and then you're waiting three years later four years later and then you're frustrated and you're mad at hollywood but you shouldn't be much mad at yourself because <laughs> yeah. you had the opportunity in your hand that could show i mean that other one's not going away you just keep working at what you have what comes to you is it's, it's a lot of times it's on purpose yeah and it's it's coming to you for a reason because this is the opportunity and then how do you go about selecting the projects that you choose because I'm, I would assume that outside of the ones you're creating people have to be coming at you all the time with different things that they'd like you to produce or, or direct yeah is it, is it a challenge to kind of cipher through what you're gonna you know um, going through the scripts is tough I mean we get a lot of scripts a lot of people submit scripts to us and there's a lot of good scripts it's just figuring out like you said one the funding for things to the you know what fits within our our brand and then um, <clears throat> timing you know sometimes it may take like we might have a couple of things going on right now and it's not that we don't like your script or you know it's not that we don't like your script it's just it right now we can't do it yeah. you know mm -hmm. um, sometimes we refer scripts to other people or say hey you know other production companies we let them know about it um, but there's some scripts that I know of right now you know that and sometimes we go into meetings with people and because I've read these scripts now I know the op what's out there, and if someone comes up and they man, and you know, it's finding out what people are interested in making. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not what you just necessarily want to make, but if you go into a meeting, what do they want? 
and do you have something that fits? And that's where you know the jail happens. But you may have read a script that initially you didn't think of that would work, but now it works with this company. So, you know, we're always open to screenplays and reading them. So it's just uh, we have people who go through coverage now. See, now I have some people that read coverage. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you do it right here. You know, but. Uh, so it's great. It's great. And then diversity, you, you mentioned, is one of the reasons you started your company. We are in a state right now where we have 12 Years a Slave. That's why we are getting more black African-American productions and directors and, right. and companies like yours. Do you see that this is something that is going to continue to happen in the industry? Or is this a fad that you think will kind of, it's hot right now, but then it's going to kind of fade out? No, I actually think that now, due to the digital world, you're going to see way more projects that are out there and more people seeing how to get them made mm -hmm. because the cost is lower. You know, you, now you can just pull a camera out, and if you, right. especially if you're super talented, you mm -hmm. know, and have a gift to mean at least knowing how to make a project, you can get it seen now. Mm -hmm. And there's way more options than having to shoot it and wonder uh, these 15, 20 places are the only choices I have to right. give. Right. And then worry about what they're looking for, you know. <laughs> now you can do it yourself, and if you shoot it, and you no know one wants it, you can put it on YouTube and pr promote it your own <laughs> That's way. That's right, you sure know? can. Yep. And then get, and, and you never know how you can catch your own wave on that, and then people will end up coming to you. So you eliminate the no, you know. Eliminate you, the no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of costs, you know, California costs have gotten higher and higher throughout the years. A lot of production companies are filming and scouting locations out of state right. and even out of the country. Mm -hmm. Has your company encountered any of these kind of cost dilemmas and what is kind of like the secret to keeping production costs low? Yeah, uh, you know, we've, we did a, a project, we've done a couple of projects, one in Chicago, we've done one in Atlanta, there was one in Miami that we've done, but most majority of the projects we do are here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And um, the biggest thing is figuring out its relationships, you know, who you're, who you know as actors mm -hmm. that would be interested in it, and figuring out how to put a team of people together to come in at the for the budget that you have, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you know with these scripts you got to know what script fits within the budget. You know, like right. you don't want to have a hundred scenes that you have to do and then think you can only do it for this amount of money. Yeah. Then you might have. I mean, so really the the. The script can dictate, it dictates a lot of things for you. So, uh, and then obviously there's just scripts in general that, you know, and it's based in Boston or whatever, you right. know what I'm saying? So those are those elements. But generally speaking, I think if people, and in, in, in using your relationships, like, you know, just we know a lot of people with homes and, 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 and how you treat your relationships are crucial because once you call on that favor, say, hey, I need to use your house. Here's how much we can pay you. You know, hopefully you treat these people right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, you know, but it just, each movie brings its own particular, like, form of things that you have to work with. You know, it's like a world you have to work with. But if you go into the script looking for it and in, in, in not just saying, oh, wow, we, this is amazing, and then you're stuck in a situation where you have to, I mean, there are all these incentives in these other states, they're great. But really, Los Angeles, to me, is just like, it's the best place to do it because you can take advantage of more of your talent right mm -hmm. here. You don't have to fly only three out now yeah. and worry about the talent in the other states. You know, you'll feel it sometimes, you know, because <laughs> right. it's just not, they're not, they don't have the same experience level of acting sometimes. 
and then you get lucky, and you sometimes they they are they are there. But you, if you're here, you don't have to worry about the flights. You can you know the comfort zone is way better here. So you know I hope too that California you know there's 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 some incentives there here, but you have to fight for them a lot harder to get them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like LA, I mean California has to come back around because right. it is so many people come going out. I mean it's people moving to Atlanta now. Yeah. Just like it's a whole nother place, yeah. you know, like to make films. And Canada. Canada, <laughs> Canada, Canada Toronto, is so yeah, much yeah. in tell you, Toronto, it's, yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, for those, you know, if you go out there and you do it, you can maximize it, though. I mean, if you if you really need to maximize it, especially like a, a, a budget that's in a million, two million, you go to Toronto, you go to Detroit, Boy, one time in Detroit, you know. It was this, it well, Detroit needs the financial help anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. But that's and a I, different subject. And I think there, there's a couple of the states now that are about to get in the mix, and they're bringing their incentives into it yeah. now. So it's, uh, it's definitely it's a, a conversation business. for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And then with your career, you I mean, you it seems like you've had your hand in a lot of things, and you've added author to your resume. You have a new self-help book coming out. What is your thing? What inspired you to create this book? And, and where do you pull your inspiration just to even want to teach other people? Yeah, you know, um, over the years, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty, most people say pretty positive guy, you know, like the trail. He, just always that positive energy. Just, do you, are you ever mad? Do you ever get upset? And, you know, now my business partners will say Trey gets upset a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but most people, my 90% of the time, I, you know, I'm what you get from me is what you get from me. It's just, yeah. it's not too high, it's not too low. It's right here. And I'm always trying to tell people just stay focused, you know, encourage and you know, focus. And, you know, people just kept saying, man, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. You know, and, and writing never really was a thing for me. But over time, you know, it's just one of those things when people keep telling you something about you, yeah. you got to listen, mm -hmm. you know, eventually. My, then my mother, one time I was saying something to her, and she said, Trey, you got to write a book. I did good with you. I, I should, you should write a book about that. And I was, that, that did it for me at that point. <laughs> and really what it was about is, I think there's a, a conversation I have about people finding their own thing, you know, yeah. finding your path, what makes you unique from head to toe, inside and out, that this not a, you know, there's, you know, they say there's a line that says, God didn't, you know, he didn't make a mistake with anybody here. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a purpose, every single purpose. Absolutely. Every, there's no extra people on the earth, right? So what is it that stands out with you? And then work that, you know, and don't look to the left, don't look to the right just focus in you can be inspired but but find what makes you and some of us have similar gifts but nobody has the exact gift mm -hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying so once you stay here and zoned in on who you are and constantly every day working on you, you know, there will be no you you can't you won't it, you will lose the frustration of figuring wondering well why not me right mm -hmm. you know a lot of people say well how did this happen to him or her well, you shouldn't be worried about that because actually they may be helping you to get where you need to go right. and carve Preach. a path, <laughs> you know? Preach on. And sometimes we all are going to do different things because we're going to be running into different people and we're all just testimonies to help another individual here, mm -hmm. to help another person. So where that other person may you be like, well, you know, you go down their resume, I guess, and say, I've done all of this and how do they get this? And they've only done this, one thing, <laughs> you know, or two things. Well, that's, you're comparing, you shouldn't even be you're comparing an apple to an orange because it's just totally different. That's that person's thing. What's your thing? You know, and you keep focusing on your thing, you know. So that's what the book, it goes through like seven things that can encourage people to focus on and hone in on to help them to stay focused. And it's also written a lot for 
high school and college kids too because a lot of people you know just trying to figure it out yeah. especially like in high school when you see the athlete or the smart kid over here and then you're trying to figure out what majority of kids in school are like I'm not that and then they either drop out or they just get discouraged or whatever instead of just so this book I feel like it'll help too so I wrote it real simple uh, you know, I, you know. Sometimes you read these books, and you got to read it three, four times. <laughs> right. Like, this I think I got a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good, but I don't think the average, like, kid would read it. You yeah. know. So it's simple, and then with the visual element of our company, I feel like we can bring some visual elements to it to make it also interactive. So. Look forward to reading that. Yeah. Well, uh, if you could choose one word to describe your career at this moment, what would it be? Um. One word to describe. Um, really, I would say, uh, you know, you use this word, but blessed. Mm. Blessed. Because I know from other people around how hard it is to make this, and sometimes you realize this, there has to be a special something happening with us because, like, within six months, we've made four films, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and you sleep still. And I still sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's just, I mean, you know, and we've, some of the relationships that we've carved out, like we're working with this gentleman, Carl Weber, right now, and that how he wants to take his books and all these books, these New York Times best-selling books that he's written and coming to us, wanting to team up with us to produce these projects. He's funding the projects. You know, it's just like, but I think it's one of those things when you lay out the vision and you push and you work on it and you work on it, it really manifests itself. So that's why I say it's blessed because we're working in, what makes it work you know yeah. we met, we're working in what we feel was put on our spirit to do mm -hmm. and it's manifesting so and what would you like to conquer next in your career you've done so much already but what what's on yeah the you know like i tell everybody you? i tell everybody all this i just take this thing day by day a little bit too because truthfully where we want to go is you know building into a scenario where we're not only just doing it independently but we are building with the studios because there are opportunities where it, it, it's, it's a bit, little bit of both. Yeah. So we have our independent side where it is totally, you know, we're, we're producing it, we're bringing it in. But we're also, when, we, when I say working with the studios, working with them in a way to have them see what we're doing times 10, mm. you know, because everybody says there's a lot of money to be made in this industry with you know, African-American films make all this money. But it's like 100 films that come out a year and yeah. it's still only five mm -hmm. or six. That, That's crazy. But, the, but if it makes a lot of money, then it should be more films. You would think yeah. in the mix. There's all these films in India and all these films all over the world are making all this money. But when you really mm -hmm. look at the world, world pit, the picture, it's, compared to, it's compared to it, it's very, it's still it's, different. It's small, yeah. So I don't know if it, I don't know what's out there and what's, you know, why it's not as much more opportunities out there. But we would like to be more of a voice to be in that situation where people see more of the films out there at a, at a large level. So, Well, I applaud you. Um, I, I'm very impressed with just everything that you're doing and, and oh, yeah. how you're even helping just our community with diversity and just getting the messages out there with positive films and films that we really need to see and young and old people can relate to. Where can people find you on social media if they want to learn more about your book that's coming out in the fall or just more about Tridestin Studios? Yeah, um, so you can go to Tridestin at Tridestin, T-R-I-D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D. That's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I guess, whatever. And then there's <laughs> Trey Haley, T-D-S. 
and we're always that's my Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. and Trey Haley on Facebook so we're always putting stuff out there our website is tridestin.com so um, that's those are ways you can find us you know well I, I will be looking and I'm sure our viewers will be oh, looking definitely. Jessica where can they find you Find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for tuning in to Breaking Into with Trey Haley. Once again, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to reading that self-help book. Maybe yes. you can give me a few tips that I don't know about. Right. And uh, we will continue to follow you, man. All right. Thank you again. Thank you for bringing me on Black Hollywood Live. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations with all your successes in even just the past couple months. It seems thank like you. you're really doing your thing. Thank so. you. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.